Greetings and welcome, Retroids, one and all, to a episode I am so excited to bring you of the Crow's Nest. Uh, we are here, we being myself in Parasite Steven. That, uh, that's, that's my name. That is his name. Nintendo is away. He is attending a family wedding, which yes. is a, a a positive event, an yes. event where yay and hoopla and thumbs up are abound. Hoopla! 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 Sounds like a lot of hoopla. And so that's great. Uh, it's nice to have a fun thing to go to instead yeah. of things always being sad shit. So um, <laughs> that's cool. Um, but unfortunately, he couldn't be here with us to uh, to you know jibber jabber. Um, so we will we will resume formation as we once had, uh, and as such, we are also resuming formation in topic, which is to say, Parasite Steve and I are going to be talking about a old school NES game that we both had the pleasure of playing through. Uh, and we're going to talk about it. Yeah, for once, it was actually a pleasure. It, it was, was actually a pleasure, and we got to play it uh, together. We played yes. this game in the same living room, hanging out the whole time, uh, as opposed to <laughs> most of the other ones. We were just each playing separately on our own, you know, Nintendo devices, uh, and and talking about it via text or whatever. Right. I think the last so the last time we played a game together. Uh, for one of these crow's nest was Fazanadu. I it believe. was, it was, it was Fazanadus and Fazanadotes, an episode that uh, also did not get much love. And you know, That's I, true. I, I that's think true. I had a lot of fun making it. <laughs> I sure did. If it's not that fun to listen to, then that's fine. It's a different, you know, different criteria. Fun to make versus fun to hear is two different things. I, I also, I also wonder if uh, the title is just too like esoteric like, what, like, like what's what a fazanadu the... what's a fazanadu i don't i don't get this i don't care i don't <laughs> i mean it probably is part of it right if we if we if we put like mortal Kombat or mtv in the title it, it'd get more listens i think right or castlevania i mean it could have literally been <laughs> fazanadus and fazanadones dot to dot castlevania and then dot, 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 castlevania 100 views later um, which is a lot for us. We're excited about 100. Yeah. Uh, three digits is cool. Uh, but anyway, fuck all that shit. We are here to talk about Clash at Demon Head. Yes. Uh, a game uh, by Vic Takai for the Nintendo Entertainment System. And uh, we cannot proceed with this episode without mentioning uh, the, the the wonderful individual who suggested this whole thing. That's correct. Uh, that, is, that, is, that is Bobby canipe jr or canopy i i forget how no, you it's actually said <laughs> we went over this in our episode i know but uh... <laughs> then i fucking doubted myself so it, it is canipe it's canipe yeah yes bobby canipe jr who is out there right now uh hit, taking the world by storm filming his documentary which has a super long name but it is about the the 80s and 90s video store uh like rental store boom and uh and we we have covered his content, and and he was yeah. on talking about uh, his his documentary, and yes. he also kind of well, what what remind our viewers what he uh, and he and us talked about uh, a few months ago. Well, so this was uh, the episode is called the Brig Vintage Video Store Rewind with filmmaker Bobby Knipe Jr., and uh, that was posted a few months ago. We um, we talked about uh, various video stores that we remembered growing up. And um, just just that were personal to us that, you know, that we frequented all the time where we used to love to go to rent our videos and our video games as well. And that uh, that's really the 
the whole topic of his um his documentary yep uh yeah it's the mom and pop documentary but i believe that's finished filming i think he's done with that i think he's probably just in uh in uh post editing 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 at this point yeah but i know he did really well over the summer and i know that he got to hang out with lloyd kaufman for a little bit there and that that's pretty fun but uh, yeah we're we're dying to see that still but anyway bobby when he was on for that episode he did at the very end say that he he liked what we were doing with these old video game episodes and could we please do clash at demon head and both 8-Bit and myself were like hell yeah but neither one of us had really played this game yep it's a game that both of us knew the title of, you know, I mean, it's, it's such a memorable name, but also you have the reference I know the, to it. I knew Scott the cover. Pilgrim. I knew. Yeah. Right. Scott Pilgrim reference. I knew the cover. I could always think of the cover. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those covers that. Which is funny. Cause I don't think I had seen it before. Oh, I, lo- I looked at the art today and it's like, it's a, good it's a one. very, it's a very striking like logo and all the different yep. shit going on. You got fucking Tom Guycott right there getting shot in the face. Which is amazing. I mean, um, any, it's pretty. Anytime, it's pretty accurate. <laughs> anytime you get to shoot Tom Guycott in any body part is a is a good time. Right. Um, I also love the uh, the dragon guy over there. Is clearly yeah. supposed to be like that first boss. That first it's just Rex. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's just so funny because like it's one of those cases where they the art style is night and day different <laughs> from the game it's oh, yeah man. i can see who's who but like only like like rudimentary yeah. rudimentary like levels like it's really funny but um yeah everything's not that badass in the game that's for sure no no <laughs> that's for sure um but yeah so bobby mentioned class of demon head and we we're like uh yeah fuck yeah we should definitely do that uh for nothing else than it's our one and only suggestion okay. that anyone has straight up said right do do this so we're like okay right but okay, you know it, you know bobby if you're listening it it, it turned out to be a great suggestion it was a great because suggestion. we both had a shitload of fun mm-hmm. it it really was such a fun time to sit down and play this game and give it the old college try without really needing a lot of like walkthrough help uh until you know certain points um and and just laughing yeah. at, at like the dialogue yeah. and everything going on was so silly and funny but it was so still fun to funny. play so so yeah so i mean you know without without further ado i'll just kind of give the boilerplate here yeah so clash of demon head also known in japan as dengeki big bang uh, <laughs> uh, also also pronounced a dengeki biguban or blitz big bang uh is a uh, action adventure platforming game released by victikai for the nes uh in january 27th of 1989 in japan and january in 1990 in north america yeah um this game is so truly weird because it feels <laughs> like it has this whole world already planned out like it's got all this lore it yeah has all these characters it has different things that it references back and forth and it's like it's just the game it's not like it's based on a long-running series of manga or an anime or anything like that but, it definitely could it definitely tricks you to think that maybe it is right and you're like oh i just yeah this must be based on some obscure japanese thing we never got here and it's like no they just made all this shit up for the game right um really really funny lots of characters lots of names lots of characters lots of names um i mean the 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 translation is just phenomenally funny it's it's really really funny like genuinely i think this is the first time in a long time that like like silly translation has like 
really got me <laughs> like just it's just so genuinely funny so mm -hmm. i mean so the main character that you're playing as his name is bang like the sound <laughs> effect just bang! Like, bang right so uh the player takes control of billy big bang blitz which frankly <laughs> i don't isn't mention the goddamn single place in the game they just no. call him bang uh I'm, I'm sure that the manual says something right but uh, as far as the game goes it's just it's just bang <laughs> right bang so, that's wild bang it is wild and uh and so i I'm not going to uh, read like a whole ton of the plot or anything here, but there is a very funny line um, that is kind of paraphrased on Wikipedia that I want to mention. Uh, and it says, Billy Big Bang Blitz is a sergeant <laughs> in Sabre. Sabre, which is an acronym for Special Assault Brigade for Real Emergencies. <laughs> it's not for just fake None of that fake emergency bullshit. It, guys, real you can only call us if the emergency is real. Right. I mean, if it's fake, call SABFI, <laughs> the Special Assault Brigade for Fake Emergencies. Okay. SABFI. This is Sabre. Oh, man. Uh, it says he is contacted during a vacation at the beach with his girlfriend, Mary, to save Professor Plum. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> it was Professor Plum. Professor Plum. He has to save Professor Plum, who is BT Dubs, the creator of a doomsday bomb capable of Whoops. destroying the world. <laughs> uh, Bang soon encounters Tom Guycott, a skeleton mastermind <laughs> named behind Tom Guycott. Guy Guy he just has a normal fucking name and he's just a skeleton for no reason I mean, guy caught what is this is he french is it tom is Gicot? it right like tom geeko uh, do you not uh, pronounce tom it yeah. i don't uh, know my name is uh yeah like, and so uh, so so tom guy caught the skeleton mastermind tom Gico, the chief of the governors and i am I the chief waiting for you in my desert fortress on route 33 I hope you get there before another uh -huh. demon kills me first. Uh -huh. the, uh, yeah, so so he's trying to, you know, he abducts these, he abducts Professor Plum, learns that the Doomsday Bomb is controlled by six medallions, which have Whoops. all been distributed among the seven governors of Demon Head. Uh, that math doesn't add up. Uh, I don't know if that's a Wikipedia goof or a game goof. Can't, can't vouch. Well, no, uh, because Pandar doesn't have one. So, but but then he wouldn't be considered one of the governors. There's but seven I, governors and my, six medallions. My guess is that's why they're saying <laughs> that because there there are seven bosses. One's just optional, and he gives you jack shit. Yeah, he gives you jack all. Uh, and then uh, and then along the way, uh, Bang encounters Michael, who claims <laughs> to be Bang's ally, and tells him about a a very sad sprite. Um, His and name was he learned Michael. So so yeah, I thought it was Joseph. I thought I thought when we played it, I it thought was it Joseph. was Joseph too. I, I think it is Joseph. So now I I'm wonder. Thinking... I wonder if if Wikipedia is not fully uh, up to date on their very important, uh, timely Clash at Demon Head lore. Yeah, this is a seriously important article, guys. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna Clash fucking edit at Demon Head. I I'm mean, gonna edit this shit when I'm done. It might as well be on hydrogen. Right. It's very uh, basic. Very important building block. <laughs> Tom Guycott. Yeah, it's like it's very matter of fact too. <clears throat> it's not like he was a person and then died and kept his name. No, it's there's like, no story. Why isn't he like Skeletro or something? Like it's it's <laughs> the 80s. Tom Guycott, where the fuck did that come from? 
It's so absurd. It's just the most random thing ever. I love it so much. And the dialogue in this, like you mentioned, the translation is bad. And I don't know. I I feel like it might just be on purpose or maybe like, I don't know, like the original dialogue is, is intentionally funny. So like, it just is funny, but it does have that, you know, that Sam that just Mm -hmm. charming bad. I mean, if you're a fan of like those lovable bad movies, like if you're a mystery science theater fan, then I think that this sort of thing is like right up your alley. Like it's, it's, it's gold. It's not Mm -hmm. bad. It's fucking gold. Yeah, it's it's totally comedic gold. And the thing that's great is that the goofiness and, and the, the shittiness of it that you love really. It <laughs> I only do love extends, the shittiness. That's I my love favorite. The shittiness. Yeah, but it, it really only can it only extends to the plot. Um, the game itself is really fun. And I think that is a similar kind of comparison to like artists like, you know, Weird Al and anybody who's like, you know, makes their living. And uh, I mean, the entire time I played the game, I basically, you know, Steve and I took turns doing voices for it. And uh, for any of you, for any of you familiar with uh, Homestar Runner, uh, I I made the main character of Bang talk like Stinko Man, who basically talks like this all the time. He always (laughs) thinks that everything is so exciting. And he has this (laughs) just this way of making everything sound like he's challenging you to a battle. It's just, you know. That's bang. It just Steve. Steve it just most killed of the, me. It just it really just had my number like all the way through. You because... did most of the other voices too. It was just so funny. <laughs> I just I had my guy. You you I had my guy. <laughs> well, I don't know. There is something about those Homestar Runner voices. You just have them all. You <laughs> I, you are the best strong bad outside of strong bad that there is. <laughs> you just oh. are. Oh, I don't know about that, Steve. It's not really like I uh I claim to be a professional or anything, but uh I really I appreciate you saying that to me. You know, saying those words to me means a lot. Uh, uh, I, you, uh no, problem. no problem. I just I just fucking resonated with those cartoons when I was in like I think when I was like 10 or 12, and I seriously think part of my brain like morphed to allow me to talk like these characters. I mean <laughs> what are my the, homes. What? My home the home star runner. creators, the brothers, what the are the brothers they? chaps chaps? Yeah. Yeah. The, the brothers chaps. Uh, and I actually, I just, I bought some amazing home star runner merchandise on, uh, on fan gamer. Uh, they, they just released some new, some new home star runner merchandise, but I technically bought everything that they came out with, but two of the items I am giving away to a friend um, for as, as a present. Uh, I don't want to say exactly what's going on just in case uh, you're listening. But um, the thing I did keep for myself is they made a pin of the of the original strong bad computer screen, like the the vid electrics like um, oh yeah monitor. yeah, 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 yeah. and and it's lenticular. So if you tilt it, it changes what it what it says. And so one way, it says, you know, dear strong bad. I'm wondering how you type all of your emails with boxing gloves for hands. Sincerely, you're great. You're biggest fan. And then if you tilt it the other way, it says deleted. <laughs> it's the best fucking thing I've ever I've ever seen. Like every single time I say, OK, I'm not going to buy any more pins. This is ridiculous. I have too fucking many like, OK, I can't not fucking buy that. It's perfect. It's like it entirely encapsulates this one episode of the show. But anyway. 
that is neither here nor anywhere near there. So we're just going to move right along from all that shit. Um, but uh, yeah, so Clash of Demon Head, Steve, uh, this game, you know, talk to me a little bit uh, about the, the, the kind of the gameplay style. Yeah. Like, what are, what are we doing? You know, this is a, a side scrolling action game. Uh, I would say a, a side scrolling, like shoot 'em up, sort of like a Mega Man. Um, uh, what's what makes it really, really unique is the map screen and the way that the world of the game is laid out. So what you basically have is this giant map with um, uh, a bunch of roads leading to various points. And uh, the roads are not they're not numbered on the actual map screen itself. But wherever you are, whatever intersection you're at, which, you know, generally has, you know, will have either two or three roads. Yep going out of it um it will tell you what those roads are because there's a little like zoomed in inset next to the map and that's that's basically how you choose where you want to go so it's it's if you're thinking about like like a mario game with a map like mario 3 or super mario world or something like Mm -hmm. that it's different than that because you can't just move sliding along the the different roads and choose the place you want to go the levels actually are the roads Mm -hmm. So you're at a point, you're at a crossroads and you have to choose which road or level you want to do next. And it'll tell you, oh, this is level. uh, These three levels are 32, 31 and 28. Like they're not always in order. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes they make even less sense than that. So really, it's all about exploring all of the worlds, all the levels. There are over 40 different levels in this game. Yep. And they're numbered. A lot. So, yeah. So you can definitely learn them and you figure out like, okay, where are things, you know, and it's helpful. Uh, I think the main way we cheated in this game was really just like, like looking up map. a full map yeah. that, that has everything labeled, which really is not, I wouldn't say it's cheating really. It's just a reference <clears throat> material. It's just, you know, it's yeah. like, I, I just want to know where route 24 was. Like, sure. I don't so, remember. That's the sort of thing that would be a Nintendo power anyway. You know, yeah. that's not that big a deal. So yep. that right there. OK, that's helpful to have. Um, and that way you're like, oh, I, you know, I need to get back to to road six to well route. They're all routes like, OK, we've got to go to mm-hmm. route six or 13 or 24. And uh, so basically you kind of explore as you go and you're you know, you're keeping a ment- mental map of everything you're kind of doing. And then um, there's this other element where you will actually meet characters on the roads and uh, they will have it'll it'll enter what they call talk time. <laughs> talk time just says it like right on the screen, too. It's super, super funny. And uh, or it's talking, to, talking time, talking, yeah, ta- time. talking time, okay. talking time. And uh, you talk to whatever character. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're bad. And they will uh, if they're a good guy, they will tell you something to do. They might say, oh, you know, you should. You know, I saw your friend. He's on Route 13. I think he's in trouble. And then so you're like, oh, OK. And that's where you find like your buddy Joe slash Mike. I don't know. Joe Mike. Mike yeah, Joe. Pretty, yeah. um, Our game definitely called him Joe. I, don't know. I thought I really thought so. I did. Yeah, no, it, it definitely was. He kind of looks like Yamcha. I think I think he's a Yamcha like, yeah. but he, uh, you know, so then you're like, oh, OK. And then you kind of find your buddy and then he talks to you and he's like, oh, go find the hermit on you know, route six or whatever. So it sort of like just sends you around. Um, and you, uh, 
yeah, it's it's fun. You you know, all the levels are fairly different, honestly. Um, there's a there's a pretty decent variety in like the the tiles of that make up the like the graphics, I mean, like that make up yeah. the different levels. Yeah. Um, you do see repeated stuff, but um, I would say that the look of the game, if I were to compare it to one game, and this is by no means perfect, but the character design, it gives me a bonk vibe a little bit it's a little bonkish to me okay. um not that not that bang looks like bonk in any way but tom guycott kind of does yeah tom guycott sure. looks like he could be in bonk easy and some yeah. of the designs are like that but the thing that i didn't like about this game and we we mentioned it many times and this is a small complaint this is not a big deal is the uh design is really kind of all over the map it sort of feels like like a ton of different people designed all the enemies there was no style guide you know like in Mega Man, the eyes are always right like they're Mega Man eyes they're they yep. look like that the simpson eyes or something you know it's like that's a good that's a good way to put it yeah no style guide right it's just like everything yeah. went everything was just whatever so every enemy sort of felt like it could be from like a different any game, game yeah nothing felt like it all belonged in this yeah, one game it did not have a good identity it was just right. like okay so that was that was like the one thing I would say that, you know, most of the enemy design was pretty weak anyway. But you did see a lot of different ones, though. There really are a ton of different designs. And there there are other fun aspects of the game, too. There's money. Do you want to talk about the money and the stuff you use that for? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, that's also interesting, too, because in the Japanese version, the money was uh, was yen. And then for the American version, they changed it to dollar signs. Um, so, you know, you'll, you'll collect money and, and things like that. Uh, once you get to a certain place in the game, there's one, one route. Um, and if you stand on a certain sign, there's like this big welcome sign thing. And if you stand on it, uh, this little shop icon, like kind of flies up from the top of the screen. And if you jump up and hit it, you'll enter the, the shop. Um, and uh the shop's interesting because when you start the game it it shows you all the items that can be in the shop uh but it only allows you to buy like a few things mm -hmm. um and so a bunch of the other stuff is kind of blocked off but at least you kind of know what to expect you could be like okay i can see that there's a jetpack i just can't buy it so i know that at some point i'll get a jetpack and that can at least kind of help you figure out like what maybe you can come back to later um or am I just thinking about, like, am I just not doing the right thing right now? Um, so that's cool. Um, you can buy, you know, uh, a couple of health potions, which are, like, just really bad. Like, really, really shitty. You can only have three of any one item at a time. And the health potions only heal you by one piece of health. Yeah. Um, the health in this game is bizarre, though. Because you have a clear health bar. It says power. And, you know, whatever you start it, you have like three or four pieces of health. But every time you get hit, it doesn't always deplete your health. So, like, each little piece of health actually has like three or four hits to it. But it's not really shown very well. It's not like right. a Zelda game where you lose like quarters of a heart. It's just you have four pieces of health. And after you get hit like two or three times, you'll lose a piece of health. And it's just, it's weird and finicky, but ultimately you don't die from losing all of your health that often. 
Like I, True. I think I very, think you are very rarely. Like you honestly are able to stay alive pretty well, and the enemies don't always drop health, but any enemy can. Um, so that really helps. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, you know, the the shop starts out one way, but yeah, you'll you eventually can buy um different weapons. There's there's a there's you know your main mode of attack, like we said, it's kind of Mega Man ish. You sh- you just kind of shoot out a fireball, but it has a a short range to it. It doesn't go across the whole screen. Um, but later on, you can buy a gun that shoots like boomerangs um you get the ability to shoot uh like a a shot that kind of crawls across the surfaces so it'll like drop straight down and then move along the floor and up walls and whatever um which is very situationally useful Mm. um and then uh there is like uh there's the jetpack there's a scuba suit that you get that allows where is my scuba suit why do you need to know Uh, tell me where it is uh, so there's the scuba suit, which allows you to move really fast underwater and not take damage while you're underwater. Uh, but not only does it let you do those things, but there are certain screens where if you see water and you use the suit, you can actually go down into the water and go to entirely new screens. And sometimes there's like really crucial stuff there. Um, I, like think, one of the, I think only one time did we find anything really crucial. One of the yeah, one of the governors is hidden underwater. Yes, um, but so there what, are so the governors are just the bosses, right? Yeah, so one just, of the bosses, the bosses, yeah, one of the bosses. And you can do the bosses the technically in any order, I guess. Kind of, sorta, like all of them except for the demon. But yes. Oh yeah. Like most of them, it's just whatever order you happen to find them. Like the first one we did was actually the one under the water, which was honestly the third or fourth governor we came across. It was just the first one that, you know, we were able to beat because mm-hmm. a bunch of them I ran into and I'm like, oh, I don't know. I, I seems like I can't kill this guy yet or whatever. It seems too hard. And I just, you know, you can just leave and walk past their little castle it's not like it stops you from playing anymore if you can't beat this boss, which is cool. Um, the other thing, in addition to the scuba suit, there's also a power suit, which turns you into this hilariously dumpy looking Bomberman guy. And <laughs> he uh, has like way stronger attacks and he doesn't take damage as long as the suit has like any kind of like durability left but as soon as the durability hits zero the suit breaks and then you know you're back to just being regular old bang um, <laughs> just just plain bang plain bang not Nothing super special. bang super bang super bang <laughs> uh so you know th- that that's useful um i also want to mention that uh this game features a hilariously bootylicious uh ladder climbing animation like like wall climbing animation uh and so like it's just two frames of animation but when the game introduces you to climbable walls and you grab onto it it's just like yeah like you think okay if i'm gonna animate something and i'm gonna and and the action is climbing up a ladder well then one frame is gonna be the hand the right hand up and the left hand down and the other frame is going to be his the ass right sticking hand. way his, out. Oh, right. His, <laughs> his ass sticking way the fuck out there. Right. It doesn't look like he's <laughs> climbing at all. It just it sense. looks like he's just kind of like humping the wall. Yes. Yes. And and just moving up it. And it's he's just it's really weird. Bo- he's being a bad dog. He's being a bad boy. Bad dog. Bad. Uh, you stop that. You stop, stop that right bang. now. Stop doing that to that ladder. Quit banging um, the ladder. 
Bang. That's well, that's that's why he's called Bang after it all. Is, it is. I'm a member um, of a secret group. <laughs> Call me Bang. <laughs> Special assault brigade for real emergencies. It's like, okay, Bang. Whatever you say. Uh, but when he's in the power suit, his ladder climbing animation is also really funny. I like it's it's just it's just so awkward. You know, it's like two frames is not enough to convey like the proper range of motion, but it's fine. Uh it's it's really funny. But um oh, there's yeah, also so, there's also a jetpack, which is yes, yes. Is I mentioned really I I mentioned the jetpack. Oh, you did you did say that. I, I briefly mentioned it, but okay. yeah, so so jet using the really jetpack cool. is super cool and super necessary uh at the like later parts of the game. Yes. There's huge yeah, there's screens few, you have to jetpack up. Yeah. There's no way other way to And do there's that. a few parts where you have to cross lava and you have to use the power suit, I believe. Power suit, yep. Um, um, so they definitely have uses beyond just like being stronger or something. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's neat. And also, I liked the way that during talking time, they actually changed your face graphic if you happen to have one of the suits equipped. Yes, they That's totally really you know. an awesome detail. They did not need to do that because the chances of that are not that great. You know, it's, it's like it's not it's not, not necessary, that, not necessary. It's yep. just it's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I'm I super appreciated that. I, I really like that. Nice, nice touch. Um, yep. and I also liked, I don't think you said this. Um, I liked the way. So if you are using, say, the scuba suit, the scuba suit has uh as you're using it, you know, it, it it's energy basically drains away. Mm-hmm. And uh what's really cool is you can put the scuba suit you can pause it and put it back in your inventory and it will stay at whatever level that it's at so it's just kind of cool you'll you don't have to just keep using it it's not like mario in a star you know you use a star and it's like okay you have x amount of time to use it and that's it this is like no you can actually put it away and save whatever's left yeah i was really impressed that this game bothered to do that you know because there are some items that are one time use like any of the weapons any of the different powered weapons that you would use if Mm -hmm. you toggle it on you you've just used it up you know and Mm -hmm. you can switch to another weapon but it'll still have consumed you know whatever usage of that weapon but having the different armors remember how much you know juice they had left and allowing you to take them on and off and whatever in addition to just buying more at the shop um, was really cool. That's a mm-hmm. that's a nice you know quality of life feature. And um, the the one thing that I I meant to say about the shop or two things actually was that uh, the you know once you find the shop for the first time, you are able to buy like little phone things or whatever. It's like a shop call, and it's a, it's just an item that you can use at any point in time to summon the shop back to you. Yeah. So essentially, once you find the shop the first time, yeah, you never. Sure you- just yeah. buy a few of those and you're good. Mm-hmm. You never need to worry about it. Um, so that's nice. You don't always have to walk back to wherever the shop is. Um, the other thing I wanted to say that I thought was fucking hilariously cute and funny was that the shopkeeper, the first time you meet him, he's just like, hey, what's going on? Blah, blah, blah. This is my shop. You know, buy my stuff. And, and you know, it's all fine and good. And then, like, the next time you go into the shop, uh, he, like, introduces you to his baby like he's just like oh by the way this is my daughter i don't know if you met her and like he's just like holding an infant <laughs> the whole time and, the and, and it, yeah. just has and it doesn't even look like an infant it looks like an action figure it's too small <laughs> <laughs> i think that's what it really is i think i think the shopkeeper is such a pathetic lame ass that, that he's like literally introducing his toy as his daughter because he's never going to he's never going to know 
a woman in the biblical sense because all he has is this goddamn a really shop. successful super shop though with one customer as far as we know I oh mean, and by the way uh the true. the friend's name is definitely joe i have confirmed this definitely joe okay also i did find uh the the exact text he says oh i forgot to introduce you to my daughter sally and that's all he says and i was like but sally has no dialogue because about? she's a toy right she's uh, a goddamn yeah. doll she's a toy and, and uh yeah and Puppet so for in, your in, the, in the graphic there's just a little tiny head smiling a little little hand and it's like what a what a random little you know bit be gone with your puppets be gone with your puppets i don't need your puppets look at this puppet watch as she dances <laughs> Exceedingly pretty she be. <laughs> oh gosh, everyone should watch the uh, tales of the tales from the pub. Yes, is that what it is. Tales yeah. from the pub. Tales from the pub by Larry Blamires. Larry Blamire. uh, definitely watch a puppet for your thoughts. It's it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's a very fun Twilight Zone esque uh, miniseries that was online, and it's gotten a a, a DVD release uh, over the years. Yes. Um, so. One thing I think is is really uh, kind of surprising is that we were able to go through this game and not get everything. Um, right. At a certain point in the game, you rescue a hermit, and this hermit is just this which, which was, of, to be fair, pretty early. It was yeah, it was pretty early. You know, I think I think you may be wrong about the first boss we beat. I'm pretty sure the first boss was the guy who's guarding the hermit. Um, and yeah. I, I remember beating him. That was so yeah. early that it's easy to forget. The he mermaid was, was the first boss I think I beat, but yeah, you, you yeah, definitely I, beat I that I think guy. that he's the only one that's like on a route because everybody else is in a building on a route. You get to a house or something and you can mm-hmm. clearly go inside and there's like a boss fight in there, except for the one under the water who you, who you fought, the mermaid shark lady yeah, or whatever shark lady she was cool as hell she was easily super one of the coolest cool. yep. yeah super duper cool yeah i mean like the first like right when you first start playing the game um in like the first level or two or, or you know i mean yes you can you can navigate the map in any way that you want um but realistically one of the first places you'd probably go there's this um one of the governors there and it's like this red like dinosaur raptor like tank car yeah it's like a dinosaur guy he's on a motorcycle is what it is okay he's like a rhinoceros horn sort of dinosaur guy but he's he's riding a motorcycle which is the guy who's on the box art which is okay so you want to hear the hilarious thing i just i was thinking about as we were talking yeah Uh, so the cover has the dinosaur dragon looking guy on the on the left who i believe is supposed to be that but then and there then... is a different human riding a motorcycle right. on the other side but that guy i do not think is in the game <laughs> i assumed that it was joseph but yeah it's weird cuz it's just <laughs> oh now he's like, joseph well is he joe or joseph Yo, or... Just, oh is not jo- michael who's jo- joseph is my father joseph joestar this is like jojo's bizarre adventure um <laughs> Yeah, so it seems like they just took two elements of that one boss and, and split them for sake of, you know, the cover art having more shit going on. Yeah. Uh, but that's like the first boss that you would most likely see. And he's ridiculously hard. Like he's super yeah. fast. He kills you really, really yeah. quickly. So that was the reason why I just started. Passing yeah, we kept going back. Yeah, we, we tried. To, I, I remember trying him a few times or you did. 
And then we're like, uh, screw it. We'll come back to this guy. And then it was so funny because we're like, okay, we have like four of the medallions. We need two more. Who the hell are we missing? And one of them was literally that guy, the dinosaur dude, who was right near the beginning. Right. And it's like, oh, right. We never actually beat that fucking guy. Right. Um, okay. So, yeah. So uh, the boss that Steve was talking about before, you fight him and you rescue this hermit guy. Mm-hmm. And he's just this, you know, oh, call me old man. <laughs> and, you know, he's just got, the, he, he honestly does look like a strong Oh, my strong, God. I, I found, character. so I found what looks to be, it looks to me like it's a page of a Nintendo Power or something, but it actually has all of the bosses their names and a little paragraph about each boss. Oh my so God. The dino- that's amazing. So the dinosaur guy on the motorcycle, it says his name is Gaz G a Z H. And uh, it says the motorcycle monster. When his horn is fired on, he'll go berserk. Use some <laughs> quick dodging or you'll get flamed out. Okay, so okay, when his horn is fired on, like when you shoot it. Oh, like, what a weird way to say that, though. So there is a guy. His name's Bopper, and I do remember fighting him. And he yeah. is like a hu- a human, a human, a human, a human, and he's riding a little uh, a, a little hovercraft space car. Maybe that's what the guy in the cover is supposed to be. I'm yes. Sure. Yep. Uh, yes, I, I remember. I remember Bopper was one of the last uh, governors that we fought. Um, and then there's also there's shark. So I, I found it. There's shark. Uh, I don't see the one. Oh, Max. Okay. Every time you hit him, he gets bigger. Oh wow, that that drawing is so bad. It doesn't even look anything like him. Um, okay. So my my original thought was the hermit gives you access to this special screen where you can activate these different force powers. And uh, the screen is like this really funny, cute screen with its own music. And it shows the hermit like riding on a Nimbus cloud, like Dragon Ball style. And he's just like flying and his, his beard is like blowing in the breeze and whatever. And you can choose uh, one of the, one of the five forces that are there. But um when you first meet him and save him, he only gives you the first power, which allows you to become like micro sized. And oh, right. it is not super useful. It's only necessary to get in and out of a couple of, pl- a couple of places. Um, and, uh, and you know, whatever, that's it. So play the game a bit further. And then you unlock the second power, which is teleport, which is like legitimately game changing, mm-hmm. even though it costs a ton of your force power to be able to use it. You can just kill enough enemies, collect enough apples, and you'll, you know, accumulate enough force. Um, it's actually really funny. I found, <laughs> I found that like players page thing that you were just reading from. Yep. Um, so it actually says that when you it says heart replaces one block of lost life, money great for buying things, gold. <laughs> hey, this is worth a lot. And then Apple just says you'll gain one apple. <laughs> Which is hilarious and not true (laughs) because when you pick up the apples, you don't get an item called an apple at all. It gives you 10 force power to use the magic abilities. So Uh, for the longest time, we were like, what the fuck are the apples for? They don't do anything. They don't go anywhere. Um, I was was just wondering when we were going to get the pen. I'm like, I got the apple. I need the pen. Pen. Like, come on, where's the where's the goddamn pen? And there's no pen. Pen pineapple apple pen. None. None. Not in the game. 
Uh, or at but least yeah, we didn't so get it. I mean, maybe we, it's we didn't. There. We didn't get it. I don't know. It could be. But yeah, so you get the ability to teleport. You can go back to any route that you've been to that you've cleared, um, which changes how you navigate around the map. You know, a lot. It's great. Then there's three it's additional great. force powers. We we beat <laughs> the entire game and got none of them. No, no, we didn't get three, four, or five. And apparently, uh, apparently, um, apparently, what, what are what are they? So, uh, according to the internet, which is already not reliable, <laughs> um, but you uh, you get the ability to fly, you get the ability to heal yourself, and you get invincibility. What? Yeah. Well, how like, do you get these? I'm like, how the fuck do you get them? Like, where do you find them? I Did mean, we went to every fucking route. So there must just be, you know, additional secret stuff or things that open up in older levels if you revisit them that we never saw. Wow. You know, like, I mean, I mean, because because honestly, like the ability to fly is probably how you were supposed to be able to get to those places later in the game, uh, assuming that you didn't have jetpacks. Like, I, I don't know, but I think it's really interesting that we were able to completely beat the game without those, um, which kind of just adds a little bit of, you know, oh, cool. Like there's some exploration and there's, you know, there's some stuff that, you, you know, not everyone might find. Um, oh, wow. The artwork in the actual manual is great. I Flash know. And, Flash yeah. and Demon Head manual art was, is just so great. I was looking at it as, just as we've been talking, but yeah, really, really yeah. good. Definitely yeah. uh, very indicative of the style of the sprites. I, yep. And the uh, Japanese cover, of, I mean, that should be unsurprising. You know, I'm, I'm unsurprised. Yeah, color me unsurprised. It, it, uh, it's, got... it's much more in, indicative of the, uh, the look of the game. It even shows the demon with the one eye. It even shows Professor Plum! Professor Plum! I know he's like holding his glasses. He's like, oh, do you need me for the doomsday bomb? Oh, okay. And I love, I love just... how uh, just, just scrolling through Google images for Clash of Demon, demon Head, there's like just randomly sprinkled in is like hot pictures of Brie Larson. <laughs> it's because she's in that band, Clash and Demonhead. I know, and Scott Pilgrim. Right. She just so, look, she looks really good in that movie. It's That's it's a, a well rounded Google search. It's a good you know? role. It's a good role. <laughs> it gets you. It gets you everything that you need. Um. Yeah. Yes. So uh, yeah. So that's really fun. Um, the the part of the game that I think really threw us was there is a secret, not so secret boss that you come across. You got to do all this stuff. You got to find this magic stone. Um, you're able to get to this area really early. I'm pretty sure it's like area 15 um, because for some reason I remembered that. But it's just like this island in a in a you know little pool of water at the end on a you know dead end of a road. There's a well that you drop down. You go all the way underground. You get all the way to the end of this big, long chamber, a ton of enemies, and there's just a wall you can't open. So you got to go back with the magic stone after talking to the right amount of people. You go in there, and then you fight the titular demon, you know, the clash at demon head. You're basically going inside this, this you know, mountain underground, and there's this demon kept under there. Uh, and he like he kills you in one shot. So, you know, 
us playing this game on an NES classic and having the ability of save states and loading, you know, back to an older state, we died a few times and we're like, wow, what the fuck? This is ridiculous. And then we just said, well, we can't beat this guy. And so we just loaded it and left. But (laughs) what you're supposed to do is not do that. You're supposed to actually fight the demon and die. It brings you back to the title screen and then you hit continue and bang just wakes up and is like, wow, that demon is way too strong for me. I can't. This isn't how bang talks. Oh, I know. Well, I don't I don't I don't have the, the dialogue. Like, wow. Wow. This demon is way too strong for me. There's no way I can fight him. And so he he said he something leaves. like, I, I guess I shouldn't worry about him right now. Right. I guess so I it does. Worry about it does make you think, OK, this is all supposed to happen. It's mm-hmm. fine. I'm going to worry mm-hmm. about him later. Totally supposed to happen. But at that point, we just didn't know where the fuck to go. We had done everything, everything that led to something else we had already done. And we had gotten four out of the six medallions or, or maybe we had gotten five at this point out of the six we had, medallions. Yeah. yeah. I think we had four or five, but we, yeah, we were just really weren't sure. So we, we walked around We were, you know, you can't just keep teleporting. As you said, it's expensive. Um, so we really explored a decent amount of the map over and we just couldn't figure out what to do. So it was really at this point that we turned to the internet and was like, okay, well, what, what do we really have to do next? And it was really at that point, like there wasn't much left in the game. It mm-hmm. really, really was like a matter of you had to go to one place real quick and then that leads you to another thing and that leads you to the final thing. It was just a few things, but they were all pretty esoteric. So you definitely had to like essentially check every level again. And then there was the added annoying thing. So there's another character we haven't talked about, which is Facia the fairy. <laughs> <laughs> terrible name i mean it's better than the name of the fairy in astianax which is uh cutie (laughs) cutie i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure that's the name of this anyway so uh so fascia uh she she uh is part of this final train of like the thing you got to do but but you have to go to like this boss house fight the boss and then he escapes and and so you did that part and then yep. you then. OK, so he's gone. So you exit the house and you went left and you're like, OK, now what do I do? So I'm like, no, the Internet said that you're supposed to run into the, the fairy in that level. And I went back to the Internet and I looked again and it said, oh, see the fairy on the right side of the screen. <laughs> so Which you if were, you didn't know, right. you could have walked the entire because wrong way around it's this. It's not linear. You can always go either direction. So the picture that the boss house was essentially in the middle of the level. So you can go to either side and you happen to go left. And in your brain, you have crossed that route out. Mm-hmm. So you're going to check 41 other levels and be like i have checked 41 levels i don't understand what the hell to do and it's like oh no it was the one you started on but you exited on the wrong side because the fairy the fairy was waiting for you on the other side now we were looking for the fairy yep you know a person who had no idea would have no idea that that was what you know but anyways so, so she's on the other side of that level and you just have to make sure you you go see her. So it's it's really like at that point, 
exhaustively checking every inch of every one of the 42 levels is no longer fun. But only the final stretch of the game is like that. And even then, it was a short stretch. By and large, this game is very intensely playable. It's very fun. The exploring is not punished. You are expected to explore, and for the most part, it's fun. Um, unlike like an RPG of that of the day, where you know, like a like a Dragon Warrior, where it's all about exploring and leveling up, but it's exploring, you got to figure out where to go, but you really can't walk more than two squares without another battle. So it's at all times you're like, uh, I guess I got to check over there, but do I really want to? It's going to take me like four battles just to walk across the screen. Like, do I really want to get over there? Uh, I don't know. Mm. Like by that point, I'm just done. That's, that's why I never liked RPGs on the NES, but like, Oh my God, this doesn't have that problem. Like it's fun. There's a lot to explore and it's just fun. And when you die, you have unlimited lives and unlimited continues. It just, it's just a game where it's like, keep going. Do you want to keep playing play? And there is, a password that you can ask the game to generate. It's something you have to buy at the shop. So it does cost right, money. We never but, did it, but yeah, but it's there. Um, but yeah, it, it's yeah, it's a yeah. good time that you can definitely like, we could have probably eventually figured it out. I'm glad we did look it up at the end um, because it never got to that point where we were just annoyed. Right. Yeah, it, it kept it kept the momentum going. And I feel like we leaned on, you know, resources for help just at the right moments. And it, it really kept things fun, um, you know, all the way through. Uh, what I what I realized, what I just realized is that Wikipedia is not wrong. We forgot Michael's the little fucking guy with the mining hat and the mustache. Oh, that's Remember Michael. Michael. Okay. Okay. A little little guy like I'm Michael, your ally for this adventure, but I don't take orders from you. And then there was like a couple of scenes where he looked slightly different, and I'm like, he's suspiciously weird. What's with <laughs> that? Why is he everywhere? Um, I don't actually even remember what the fuck happens with Michael to be perfectly. <laughs> I don't. Frank. I don't think much. I don't. I don't think much. But yeah, Joe was the guy who was like super handsome, like looking like uh, yeah, uh, not. Yet. I mean, I, I don't know if I'd call him super handsome. You think he was he's, super handsome? He's super handsome. You see how much work they put into his hair and his talking graphic and his chin. He does. You know, uh, I take back the Yamcha comment. He actually kind of looks more like Blackjack. See, I think he looks like uh, he looks like uh, Captain Harlock. Captain uh, Harlock. Is says, much more handsome than this guy. I let you down. That guy caught knocked me out cold. He's a tough piece of slime. <laughs> uh, slime by nature is the opposite not, of tough, Joe. Not tough. It's not a not a great insult. Oh man, it's not great, but it's fucking funny. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think I really. I don't know. I feel like this game knew what it was doing. Like yeah. it was really self-aware in its silliness, mm-hmm. but it was still made by, you know, a Japanese team of developers that were just poking fun at themselves, you know? Like I think that that was part of the 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 brilliance of it is that it wasn't another group of people making fun of someone else. It's like, no, it's us making fun of us because mm-hmm. we always do this dumb shit and <laughs> It's just what yeah. we do, and it's just funny, mm-hmm. and I, I think it really nails the 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 tone a lot. It's a very fun game. 
Uh, even if you don't play it through all the way and beat it, it is a great game to just pick up and, you know, play for a little while, see how far you get. Uh, it really keeps the pace moving. None of the levels are too long. So even when there were times where we didn't have enough magic power to, to teleport, I'm like, all right, whatever. I'm just going to start, you know, going through the levels in order and eventually I'll get enough force to, to teleport. Uh, a lot of times I just made it to wherever I was going. And I'm like, yeah, that only took me like five or ten minutes to get yeah. like across the whole map. Um, so I think that really kept it moving and kept it fun. And um yeah, it's it's interesting because the game has no legacy. It just is a singular game. Uh and and that's kind of it, you know. It it never spawned any kind of, you know, spin-off or sequel or comic or cartoon or anything. It's just like, no, it's it's just its own thing and and that's all that it is. It never aspired to be more than that. Um and uh, I, I think it's it makes it really cool. It makes it really special and makes it fun to to go back and revisit. I agree. Um, and the fact yeah. that it's fun, you know, that, that helps a lot. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like there are 42 levels, which is like a ton of levels. That's really fun. Yeah. There are, uh, you know, there and there are certain ones that are just, you know, it's just a hallway. It's just left to right. And other ones do have secrets and and have uh like new levels to new like areas you're like oh i didn't realize this was even here and like you said maybe that's why we didn't get all of the all of the magic stuff uh from the hermit um before we go you gotta you gotta mention like the insane thing that he says at the end to professor plum which is gotta be one of the craziest things i don't remember the line of dialogue he did hold on so first of all there are two endings there's a good ending and a bad ending ending. yeah Uh, not that they're that different (laughs) well the bad ending just basically gives you the 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 final the end screen uh without the characters standing there but the the good ending has the characters standing there on the final screen but it also has like a bunch of talkie time stuff and story Um, gets wrapped up i guess yeah (laughs) so um oh my god that's right yeah he's like hermit looks like you're moving again and he's like you're indeed you he says he says you're special indeed wouldn't you like to become my apprentice and he goes sorry i'm gonna make a game based on my adventure (laughs) (laughs) oh that's a pity all right go to the foot of the mountain and you'll find your companion <laughs> like like he's just done this whole fucking thing and he's like no no no, i don't have time to be your apprentice and learn magic and shit i gotta go make a game based off of i know like a normal normal anything if anything would be like i'm gonna write a story based on this or i'm gonna you know it's like i'm gonna make a game oh because this is a game hint, hint right. wink wink say right. no more it's oh, a, it comes it's full circle. It's just so it meta. just truly is so fucking it's funny. Just so it, meta. If you weren't sure if they knew at that point, you know at that point they they knew what they were doing. I'll tell you who knew at that point. <clears throat> Bang. Professor oh, Plum. Professor Plum. There's uh, also a, a really funny translation <laughs> thingy I, I came across on a website. This is coming from legendsoflocalization.com. That's a great there's site. a uh, there's an there's a little side-by-side conversation that they have for comparison of the uh, the direct translation of the Japanese version, which is, it has some errors. Um, 
And then there's the English translation. And the English translation is so different. And it's also so much, so many less words. It's like ridiculous. So, okay. Granted, this is the basic translation of the Japanese. So the Japanese goes, uh, it's Bang talking to, they're calling him Cabin Guy. Um, Cabin Guy says, are you the warrior of the legend passed down here in Merbus Village? Bang says, what? Don't be crazy. This isn't a Famicom game or anything. I'm Bang, a member of a secret unit. You can rest queasy with me on the job. <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't really cool. rest queasy. I'm sure that's just bad. <clears throat> then Cabin Guy finishes it up by saying, meet with the hermit. I'm sure he'll help you. So that's basically him going, oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah, just go over there. This other guy next. Like he just right. He is just does not want to properly mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. match that with a with a response. Don't be crazy. This isn't a Famicom game or anything. This kid is nuts. Okay, so our version simply says, Cabin Guy says, please help me. Bang. I'm a member of a secret group. Call me Bang. Cabin Guy. Oh, you should go to the hermit. He'll be able to give you some special help. So it's like, okay, you can see where I'm saying like the goofy like responses aren't really quite right but that's that's all it is <laughs> like right this isn't a famicom game or anything oh, oh it's just man. very very funny very weird it's they it's leave great. out the Merbus village we don't even oh. need that that's just flavor text you just leave that right out nobody cares about Merbus village all we got is roots shit. all we got is roots that's all we got we don't got villages we got roots that's all we need mm-hmm. that is all we need mm-hmm. um uh, I was I was looking real quick at Vic Takai to 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 come up with some of the other games that they have done that people might know, uh, just to make sure that there wasn't any other games in the series, and there aren't. Um, but they they made a, a, from what I understand, a fairly enjoyed racing game, Bump and Jump, for the NES. I'm actually pretty sure that Berker Fanar. Uh, is a fan of bump and jump. I think you posted about that recently. Um, uh, so yeah, they did clash of demon head. They did decap attack, uh, oh. which is, you know, Oh, this looks like decap. This, this does a lot look like decap attack a lot, a lot. I wow. think Tom guy is just an NES version of uh, decap attack, like aesthetic. Um, they also made a game called, uh, Oh, actually, that one, that's that's a, that's not as cut and dry. Um, so the, the one that, that I remembered uh, is the Creon Conquest. Oh, the, the Mega Man Witch. The Mega Man Witch, you know, game. The game that looks so much like Mega Man, it's just crazy. Uh, also known in a little witch girl. Known in Japan as Magical Kids. Doropi. <laughs> oh, yeah. Doropi. Doropi. Don't forget the Doropi. That's right. Uh hilarious uh, uh and then uh the other game which i just not i think maybe a month or two ago posted about in the facebook group is uh, uh tom guycott's wild ride tom guycott's wild ride yes for the uh the sega 32x it was mm-hmm. a canceled game uh that never came out and never happened oh and, uh, damn it that's my favorite game that never came I, out i know none of none of it's real actually I mean, we made it all up but um my emotion you know, sounds great. The way I feel about it is real, Tim. No, your feelings are real, Steve. I would never tell you otherwise. Uh, no, the game that they also made, I posted about a couple months ago, is called La Place No Ma. 
and it is uh, it is a Super Nintendo horror themed RPG right. game that involves you exploring uh, a a haunted um, like university essentially, uh, and you have all these different characters with different roles, uh, including a photographer who can take pictures of the ghosts and the demons that you fight. And then you can go back to like a curio shop and sell the photographs for money. Um, But you start the game and you decide what characters you want to have. There's a medium, a detective, a scientist, a journalist, and a a dilettante. Uh, So, you know, (laughs) there you go. They had to throw in a little bit of spice there. Uh, but uh, it's not a, not a really, debutante, not a debutante, the dilettante, very mm. diligent dilettante. Uh, it's a game I really want to play. Yeah, I, I genuinely think it looks awesome graphically and just conceptually. And um, I, I guess it it uh, it was published onto the TurboGrafx CD by Human Entertainment, uh, Human Entertainment, who some of us know for uh the kabuki quantum fighter uh game on the nes yeah, uh, as oh, well wow. as oh, well wow. as as well as uh um super nintendo uh i believe uh, i could be full of shit no i'm full of shit it's not i was thinking it was hagane but that's red entertainment uh, oh. they did the they did the clock tower games on the super nintendo which were some of the first okay. uh, horror games ever made uh, but yeah, so that was on TurboGrafx-16, and then Vic Takai uh, pars- uh, did the development and publishing for the Super Nintendo version. Mm. Uh, so that's super cool. What a crazy fucking you know wild ride of a uh, of a company Vic Takai is, and it's it's a name that I think like people know. Like it sounds very familiar, but nothing that they've worked on is something I feel like I've spent a lot of time with. But like Vic Takai, I actually did not recognize this at all, and I was actually surprised when you were when you said it so casually at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, you're like, "Ah, it's a game by Vic Takai," and I'm like, "Who the fuck is Vic Takai?" It sounds like the other host of Most Extreme Elimination Challenge. Not not Kenny Blankenshack, but the other guy. Right, you are, Ken. Right, yeah, because it's because it was it's Kenny Blankenship and and Vic. I think it's Vic, not Burger. What is it? Um, I, I feel like <laughs> I feel like this is gonna drive me crazy. I need I need to know. Uh, Vic Romano. Oh, Vic Romano. That's not that close. No, but it's still Vic. <laughs> well, yes, 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 it is. Yay. Yes, it is. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, whatever. Maybe I maybe I downplayed how how not weird that was, but it it is weird. Uh, that's a weird. It's a weird company. Yeah, I just didn't. I didn't did. recognize them. I don't know. Not one of yeah. the ones that was on my radar. No, definitely not. Apparently, they also did a game called Dark Seed, which is a point and click horror game for the PC based on the artwork of H.R. Giger. Mm, neat. Uh, I guess they really did have their hand in some horror based shit. Um, and just doing a quick cursory look at Dark Seed, it looks really fucking cool. And it reminds me that we got to do a fucking point and click adventure episode. Yeah, we've been wanting to do that for yes. the longest time. Yes, yes. And I even bought that game that Terrell Whitlatch did some of the, uh, like a lot of the artwork for, Dig. I bought it on Steam and I was totally going to play through it for that episode and then just, you know, 
one thing after another. But yes, we, we got to do that. I'll, I'll play through Dig. Shit, we can both play through Dig. I, yeah. If there's a way I can bring my Steam library to your house. All right. Well, I mean, I could just come over. Oh, but... my, my office is so uncomfortable to like, like, I have a computer chair, but I mean, I guess you could <laughs> sit next to me. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I guess. That, that sounds very uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, ooh, I'm, I'm going to make it uncomfortable. I'm going to do it. Uh, I mean, I'm going to wear uh, a thick layer of butter underneath my sweater. Ah, so I'm going to be very, very uncomfortable mm. no matter what. And I'm going to be I'm going to be e- eating a Crisco out of the jar with my thumb only Ooh. right in front of you. Over it's going to be again with the same thumb. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, the same thumb. Yeah, oh, it's going to be very, very uncomfortable. It's very intense. Very. It's going to be very, very intense. Oh, uh, so Victor Kai made Kid Cool. Do you remember that game? No. Yes. Kid Cool. Oh, that's another name that I like. I've definitely heard before. Kid cool. Kid cool. <laughs> you just let the you let the syllable just really go. Cool. 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 <laughs> very. Un- it's very offensive. I'm sorry. I don't know. Um, all right, guys. Uh, I think I think that wraps. Guys, and gals, retroids of all ages and shapes and sizes and. And colors and ethnicities you all have stuck with us somehow some way unless you haven't in which case you're not hearing this but if you have you're hearing it uh thanks for hanging out with us and talking and listening to some clash at demon head uh now the next time you watch scott pilgrim versus the world you'll know what the fuck the the reference is yeah and uh and you know maybe you'll actually go check out the game and 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 play it and see what what the hubbub's about it's a good time it's a good time it's like watching a, you know, watching a great MST3K movie uh, that you just have to play, play yourself uh, to get all the juicy dialogue. But with a with it. a fella named Bang, a fella named Bang. Yeah, you can, Tom, just can't beat it. And a Tom named Guycott. Tom Guycott. It's like yeah. red herring. <laughs> yeah, it really is. <laughs> Tom Guycott. Tom Guycott. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. We've been Retro Octopus. We'll catch you next time.